This is the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal, All Anal Podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr. Sebastian Starr. With your host, Sebastian Starr. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Starr, and today I will be doing a album breakdown of the sophomore album by my favorite artist, The Weeknd, entitled Kissland. Now, I can actually think back to when this album first dropped. This was 2013. I had just graduated high school, and I was doing my freshman year of college, and I was so excited because I thought that Trilogy was going to be like a separate, you know, thing when in reality Trilogy was just a combination of his three mixtapes plus three bonus tracks. So when I found out about Kissland, I was like, oh, man. And I can remember going through the first night that it dropped, downloading it onto my iTunes, listening to it. And I was sitting in the lobby of my dormitory at the time with a couple of acquaintances and associates of mine. And they was like, man, what you listening to? And I was like, this is a new album about a weekend. And at the time, the weekend was still pretty brand new. And a lot of people that I associated with did not listen to him nearly as much as I did. But the people who did listen to him was like, oh, man, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And it was always the people that you would least likely expect to, like, like music like that. Like, these are, like, the hardcore type guys who were into, like, hardcore type rap music. And I always thought that The weekend was a little too soft for them. But they, they, they listened to it. And they was like, I like that. And I can remember listening to Professional for the first time. And it it really kind of just sunk me into this other... It teleported me into another dimension, rather. So when I first heard Kissland, I was under the impression that maybe it was kind of like an amusement park theme in, like, Japan. Because it was very much that Asian culture-inspired... Um, and I remember seeing, you know, interviews and stuff like that for when the album first came out. Because, you know, when you get an album out, you got to you gotta promote it. So he was doing interviews and shit. And this is also the first time that he was actually, like, vocal about something. And the, the, the devastating thing about Kissland is that it's like, it didn't get the recognition that it deserved until years later. Like, people, his like foundation, his grounded fan base, like his EXO fan base, they've always loved it. But as far as the numbers go, you know, it didn't sell as much as his label thought that it would, or like it didn't do as well as the industry standard, you know? So it gets swept under the rug a lot. But if you venture through the EXO fan base, everybody loves Kissland. So like I said, I was under the impression that it was kind of like an amusement park theme. So I would hear the actual track, the actual Kissland track, and I would hear the screams and the and the shifts and, and changes in, in music. And it, it sounded spooky, yes, but I also thought it sounded like an amusement park. But based off of an interview that he did titled Kiss and Tell, he says that Kissland is supposed to be like a nightmare or, you know, a very scary place. So when you hear the screams and the shift and change in music, it's supposed to freak you out. It's supposed to scare you. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So that's not what I thought he was going to say. And with the name Kissland, he said in his Kiss and Tell interview that he just overheard two people talking. And he heard the words Kissland. 
and was like, that's going to be the name of my, <laughs> that's going to be the name of my album. So, um, I'm not going to say that there wasn't any real thought that went into this. I feel like, and this is just my opinion. This is just my opinion. Please do not use this against him or in any form or fashion. But I feel like when it comes to him actually putting together a studio album, a lot of thought went into, okay, where am I at in my life? What am I doing with myself? Where is my mindset at? What, what do I feel? What am I thinking? Um, going back to that Kiss and Tell interview, he said that he picked the aesthetic that he picked because he traveled to China for the first time, or it was either China or Tokyo. I'm not really sure which one it was, but he traveled there for the first time and it's the furthest he's ever been from home. So he felt like he was in a completely different world and he was inspired by everything he was seeing and everything he was doing and everyone he was meeting. And it kind of forged itself into what Kissland is now. But I think as a brand new artist, to have this album come out, you know, you're you're terrified. Because like I said, his first official album, quote unquote, was Trilogy. And Trilogy was nothing but songs that he'd already done, you know, re-recorded, re-revised, whatever. And then three unreleased tracks for each of the three mixtapes that he released all together in Trilogy. But Kissland was like brand new. Kissland, it was a new sound. It was a new aesthetic. He's in a new environment. He's meeting all of these new people. Everything about Kissland is so dramatically different from Trilogy because he's entering in a point of his life where nothing is the same anymore. Like, you you go from, oh, and I got to quote it. I got to quote it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Um, and, you know, he's, 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 he's bouncing back and forth between all these different places and meeting all of these different people. So people, it becomes a little overwhelming. And that has to be a terrifying spot. He was like, what, in his early 20s when Kissland came out? Like... Still very, very young, very, very naive, and very, very, like, eager. You know what I mean? So it's it, it puts you in this mindset of, well, what's going on? What, what do I do now? Like, what, 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 what do I, what's happening? So, and, and it has to be terrifying to think that all of these new experiences that you've gathered and collected and then put into a project didn't wow people the same way that it may have wowed you the first time you experienced it. So I keep up with The weekend via social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, whoop-de-whoop. And, you know, lately, like I said, Kissland didn't get the recognition that it deserved until years after the fact. We're in 2021 now. 2019, when he was planning his After Hours tour, and of course they got canceled in 2020, um, because 2019 was when he dropped Heartless and Blinding Lights. And then After Hours came March of 2020, and then the tour was to follow. After the tour got rescheduled, he was venturing via the social media platforms and discovered that his fan base really did love and appreciate Kissland for everything that it was. It was different. It was experimental. It was terrifying. Because here you are in this brand new environment surrounded by all of these strange yet interesting people who do strange and interesting things. 
you're completely outside of your comfort zone. And as terrifying as that concept is to fathom, you're intrigued and you want to experiment and experience more. And we as his fan base, we've always seen that. We've always appreciated that. The fact that Kissland is so swept under the rug is why we as the fan base try to bring it into the light as much as possible. I was listening to this album nonstop. And it wasn't even because it was The weekend, because I wasn't even crazy about The weekend in 2013. I mean, I was, but it's like, it, it, it grows over time. <laughs> like, the obsession has just, you know... Forged a new path, basically. Um, and it's more than just the musician. It's the person. It's the character. It's the human being, you know. But in 2013, it was just the musician. It was just the lyricism. It was just the music that I was obsessed with. So, yeah, I played this album out like crazy. I loved it. And I'm not even trying to be, I'm not even biased about the shit. So when I found out that it wasn't doing well... By industry standards, I was shocked. And then, of course, you had Beauty Behind the Madness come the following year. And that's where he really was pushed out into the limelight. And everybody was like, oh, my God, I love The Weeknd. And I'm not a um, gatekeeper by any means. But I also am not the type of person who, you know, if you tell me that you love The Weeknd, I'm going to ask you, oh, man, What's your favorite song on uh, Kissland by chance? You know, because I love adaptation and I love belong to the world and I love professional. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not doing it just to bully you to see what you'll say, but I'm just trying to share the conversation. Like, oh, well, what's your favorite album? Not to quiz you or to make you feel like you got to, you know what I'm saying? But just out of curiosity, what is your favorite album or what's your favorite song? And 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 maybe I am a bit of a gatekeeper. Maybe I am just a bit of an asshole. But if you say earned it, I'm going to be like, okay, well, have you heard um, anything else from Beauty Behind the Madness? Have you heard Shameless? Have you heard Dark Times? Have you heard? And I'm not doing that to make you feel inferior. I'm doing that because there's so much more music by this man that people don't listen to. You only listen to Blinding Lights. You only listen to Heartless, you only listen to Earned It, you only listen to Pretty, you don't listen to Professional, you don't listen to Love in the Sky, you know, you don't listen to Dark Times, you don't listen to Real Life, you don't listen to In Your Eyes, you don't listen to Save Your Tears, you don't listen to Scared to Live, like, I'm not trying to gatekeep, but out of, I feel like I have to defend my honor, like, there's so much more great music, great music. And if you just pay attention to what people are telling you to pay attention to, then you're not going to you're not going to hear none of it. You're not going to experience any of it. And it's great. And you're really you're missing out. I'm trying to help you. You say that you like the weekend, so I'm going to introduce you to some shit that you are going to probably love if you like him. If you like that, then you'll love this. Basically, so when it comes to Kissland, I feel like that's how most of his fans feel. Like, if you like that, then you'll love this. And if you don't love this, that's fine. A lot of people didn't like Starboy, but I love Starboy. I, it's not my favorite, but I, I, I think it's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And just like Kissland, Starboy is very, very different from anything that he's done before. 
and it's a bit more controversial. But if you like Starboy, then you will love Kissland. That is that is what I think. If you like Starboy at all, even a little bit, then you will love Kissland because Kissland is kind of like a more personal connection to Starboy because Starboy is a very poppy album. Kissland is a very experimental album. So he's playing with a bunch of different sounds, a bunch of different tones. His lyricism is still very, very strong. and It's very, very much there. But the music itself is different. So depending on what your flavor is, if you like Starboy, then you'll love Kissland. It is what it is. So let's get into <laughs> let's get into the album itself, shall we? So we have track number one, which is professional. Beautiful. I mean beautiful introduction to an album. This slow, sensual strings that kind of radiate and vibrate throughout your entire body when you're listening to it. And then it comes in with the eerie and creepy like tings and dings of the piano they're not like chorus style they're very very light and almost like feathered in with the strings and then it 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 shimmies and shakes into this deep dark eerie dreary sounding and it's just and then oh god I just gotta dive into these lyrics just a a, a fragment a tiny a tiny bit just the just the beginning part just the beginning part, because when I say that this song is beautiful, and I say that about a lot of songs, I pick and choose the songs and albums that I analyze carefully because I want to make sure that I emphasize my passion and love for them. So I pick songs that I love. Yes, I pick albums that I love and artists that I adore because I can talk to you passionately about this without feeling too embarrassed. So this song is so beautiful. And I'm just going to do the intro. I'm just going to do the intro. It's ideal. You need someone to tell you how to feel. And you think your happiness is real. There's so much more the world has to reveal. But you choose to be concealed. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's ideal. The thought. The concept, the fantasy, you need some, you need someone to tell you how to feel. You need somebody to reassure you that your feelings are valid, that your thoughts are valid, that your actions are valid. You need that reassurance to be comfortable and content. And you think your happiness is real. You, 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 you're, you're under the impression now that what you're doing and how you're living your life is perfectly fine. That there's no more past this. That this is it. This is as best as you can get. And you're fine with that. Or so you think. There's so much more the world has to reveal. But you choose to be concealed. What? So you're, 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 you're choosing your ignorance over the reality, you're going to remain content with where you're at when there is literally a planet full of experience to dive into. And you're choosing to be ignorant to that. 
and maintain this illusion that your contemporary life is enough. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, how do you, how, how? Fucking tell me, like, come on. You're not gonna sit here and tell me that that's not, and that's not even the whole intro. That's just the first piece of it. Okay, I'm, oh my goodness. So you're somebody now, but what's a somebody in a nobody town? I don't think you even know it. So you're somebody now, but what's a somebody in a nobody town? Bro, come on, bro. I'm gonna stop. I ain't even finna spoil the rest of the song. This shit right here is fucking beautiful. <laughs> and you can, I can, I will fight you. This is, this is the intro. This is the first track. That's the first couple of lines of the album. And you're telling me, when I heard that in 2013, I was just, I was like in a fucking daze. Like I was high as shit listening to the music. I wasn't high. I wasn't like physically high, but the music pulled me you know what I'm saying it 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 made me elevate and it is just like breathtaking and it's just like bruh I'm sitting there listening to it like damn that's great like it just it really just I can't even tell you bro I can't even tell you bro the fact that niggas are sleeping on Kissland is a smack to the goddamn. I'm not finna, I'm not even finna dive into the song because I could talk about this song for hours. I could dive into this song deeply. I can, I can plummet into it with my entire fucking arm and pull it out and have it beating in my fingertips. I could, I could tear, I would dissect the song word for word, letter for letter. I could talk about this song forever if I wanted to. So I got to stop right there. But this shit is beautiful. And I mean beautiful. And the fact that niggas don't think so is so fucking insulting. I can't, I can't ponder on it too long. I gotta, I gotta take a step back. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop for a second. All right. So we're going to keep pushing. You're going to keep it moving, grooving. Uh, I'm going to skip down to track number three, which is Adaptation. When I heard this song for the first time, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I. And, and, and again, it's the music and it's the lyricism for me. And I, I, I can't understand why niggas are hating on the, like, when I just can't. I can't fathom it. I can't make it make sense. Again, I'm just going to do just a little bit. Give you a little taste test, a little sippity sip. When the sun comes up, you're searching for a love. So your heart won't lead you to anyone. When the sun goes down, I know what you become. You become awakened, unlike the rest of us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When the sun comes up, you're searching for your love. 
So your heart won't lead you to anyone. You're on a mission. You're determined and you have a goal set in mind to get something accomplished. And nothing is going to steer you from that. Nothing is going to tear you away from that. Nothing is going to, you know, distract you. You're, you're focused. You're in there. You're, 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 you have your eye on the prize. When the sun goes down, I know what you become. You become awake, unlike the rest of us. The, the night is here. The night is young. The night has begun. You transform completely into an entirely different person. And now those same goals and aspirations and, and, and ambitions that you had when you were searching, excuse me, for the, the love of your life, all of that is gone now. It's, and it's, and it's, and it's like, oh, can I, I gotta, I gotta dive into it. I gotta dive into it, man. Just a little bit more. Cause I gotta get through, if I, if I stick to this, I could, man, any song on this album, I will pull apart and I, I, I look, damn it. I lay my head on a thousand beds. It's been a test to see how far a man can go without himself. I think I lost the only piece that held it all in place. Now my madness is the only love I let myself embrace. Bro, you're not about to tell me. You're not. You can't. You, I know. I think I lost the only piece that held it all in place. I lost the only piece. I gotta, I gotta emphasize. I have to inf- think about that. Just let that soak into your cerebellum for a second and, and erupt your heart just a little bit. I think I lost the only piece that held it all in place. Now my madness is the only love I let myself embrace. Bro, you're not about to fucking tell me that that is not beautiful. My madness is the only love, not the only thing, the only love. Your madness, you've drawn, you drove yourself crazy because you made a mistake, an an irredeemable mistake a mistake that has cost you the best thing that has ever happened to you 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 sacrifice that for a lifestyle and i'm i'm diving into the lyrics more than i need to you sacrifice that for a lifestyle i'm finna just read it fuck it i'm finna just keep going and i got to i got to go to the other songs i know but i got to i got to put the pieces together but i chose a life I chose a life. Then I realized, then I realized she might have been the one. I let it go for a little fun. I made a trade, gave away our days for a little fame. Now I'll never see you. I'll never see your face, but that's okay. I adapted anyway. Dude, come on. That is and and then the music, I'm 
I'm trying to I'm trying to get it all. I'm trying to get it all in there. The music is so suspenseful and dramatic. It's a lot of heavy 808 basses and this beautiful symphonic sound that follows through. His voice is so desperate and pathetic. He even starts to to crackle just a little bit. Like it's so heart-wrenching. I made a trade, gave away our days for a little fame. Now I'll never see your face, but that's okay. I've adapted anyway. It's it god damn it. It's, I, I, I'm at a fucking loss for words because how do you niggas not appreciate? And it's like it, when I say this is a backhand slap to the face. It is a fucking backhand slap to the goddamn face. How do you not appreciate that? How do you not just adore that? How do you not? How does that go over your fucking head? Like, what are you, what are you niggas on? Because that is absolutely beautiful. And I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. And and the beautiful thing about adaptation is it transitions beautifully at the very, very end to Love in the Sky. And Love in the Sky, they're two completely different songs, but The Weeknd is very, very good at like bringing two songs together. So where the last one ends, the next one begins and it just rolls in. And that's a pattern of his, a signature of his that has transitioned from album to album. So just briefly to give you an example of what I'm talking about. If you go back to Trilogy, you can listen to The Party and the After Party, which is actually one big song. And then you got House of Balloons and Glass Table Girls, which is also one big song. But they sound like two completely different songs. They just transition from one to the other. So you could very well split them, and they'll be two different songs, but they transition into one. On Kissland, it is adaptation into Love in the Sky. And it just rolls right the fuck in. Um, I'm thinking about um, After Hours. It goes from hardest to love to scared to live. So even with his newer projects, he still maintains that illusion. This is all one long ass song because it just slides right in. And that's something that he does a lot. So the, the transition from adaptation to love in the sky is very, very quick. And if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. But it's it's very... It just slithers right into it. Um, another track that I really want to talk about is Belong to the World. This song right here. And I and I, I really want to just go into every single one of these songs, but I can't because I will be talking for forever. And I, I, I know y'all ain't got time for that. But Belong to the World is really where you see how his environment has changed him. You know what I'm saying? I love the music video for this. I think the music video fits perfectly. And I think I want to talk about that a bit more than the song itself. But I'll keep, I'll talk about the song as well. Um, So the music video goes, he's like a a soldier in an army. Or rather, the, the civilization that he lives in is like a dictatorship. So they're all dressed in the same uniform. They all walk the same way. They all go in the same locations. And on every single screen... There's a woman who is like sketchy and glitched out, but you can see like the details of her face very well. A very contemporary looking woman, Asian, of course. (laughs) He's literally the only black person in this music video. And it's on every single screen. So 
It's on the screens in the households where the, the senior citizens and the children live. It's on the screens in the streets, on the billboards, in the grocery stores. It's everywhere. It's plastered everywhere. At some point, he's marching along with his fellow citizens, and they march into this like underground train station, and they're misted with this spray that kind of puts them in this really wonky state of mind, like kind of influences them mentally and physically, so they're kind of out of it a little bit. And they get into the the main area of whatever building they're in. And the woman that's being portrayed all over the all over the city is on stage. She's like dancing very strangely with these like weird, half-naked, powdered characters. I don't even know what the fuck to call them. And then the thing that I appreciate about this video is they'll flash the camera to a random person in the crowd. And then it'll be them sitting in a seat in like a white tunic and the woman will come and like seduce them and she'll like embrace them and grope them and and grab them and touch their face and kiss their heads. And and this is every single person that they flash to, not just the weekend, but any other random person is the same woman doing the same shit. So for my interpretations of that, it's like they're all under mind control forced to believe that this woman is like their worshiper, their who they worship, it's their God, their 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 Messiah, their king, whoever. Like she's the personification of everything that they do and why they do it is to appease her. And the song itself is about him falling in love with someone who he can't be with not because he doesn't want to and not because maybe she doesn't want to, but because of who she is, her status in society is too big for just him. It's called belong to the world because she belongs to the world. Not to be confused with the niggas nowadays who saying, oh, she for the streets, she belongs to the streets. No, because when you say someone belongs to the streets, that means that like anybody can get it. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of a whore or a trick, you know, depending if it's a guy or a girl, because you can be both. I've heard girls say it about guys and I've heard guys say it about girls. So if you belong to the streets, quote unquote, then you're easy. Anybody can get you, you know, you, you fast, you out there. He's saying you belong to the world. You're bigger than me. The world needs to see how magnificent and amazing you are. And I can't keep all of that to myself. So it's, and it's, I think I like the video a bit more than I like the song, but I do love the song. Now, don't, don't get it twisted. I, I do love the song. And then one more song. Well, no, I'm lying to myself. I, 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 I'm going to talk about Pretty. And that's going to be the last song that I discuss. I do want to talk about Kissland. I, I really want to talk about every single song on this album, but I got to keep it short. Uh, Kiss, not Kissland, Pretty is the first song that I heard. And I was just like, man. And 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 this is this is privileged information that is not to be used against me, but my mother refers to me as pretty as a name. It's been like that ever since I was a child. Like, I'm not my name to her. I'm pretty. You know what I'm saying? So she's not giving me a compliment, but she's calling me that as if that's who I am. Not that's what I am, but that's who I am. So when I heard the song, I was like, oh, okay. Um, and people like to use that against me, so... Bear with me, please. Um, so the song itself is 
is is not anything like that. The song itself is about how, you know, I'm gonna let you have your little fun, mess around with whoever you want to mess around with, do whatever you want to do. But he says this, as long as you know that when I land, you are mine. And 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 this nigga is a bit of a sadist. I'm I'm convinced that he's a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> um, I'm gonna just go to the chorus, really. And you will never feel so pretty. You will never feel this beautiful when I make it there. He can't make you feel this pretty. He can't make you feel this beautiful. And that's this arrogant type of cockiness that is, you know what? Yes, do you. I'm not going to hold you down. I'm not going to keep you to myself. I'm not going to, you know, make you feel like I'm the only thing in your life that matters. I'm gone all the time. I'm I'm traveling everywhere often. And you have needs, just like I have needs. I'm not going to suppress those needs for my own satisfaction. Do whatever you want to do with whoever you want to do it with. But just remember that when it comes to me and you, you're mine. Nobody else is going to make you feel as good as I do. No one else is going to make you feel as satisfied as I can make you feel. Nobody else is going to have that effect on you that I do. You know it, I know it, and whoever you fucking with knows it. And it is what it is. Like, that's that's all it is to it. So as long as you got that understood and we have this established, you free to do whatever you want. Because I know when it comes to me, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna feel the same way with nobody else. You're not gonna feel as good with anybody else. So why not let you get a little taste test of some other shit just to flip the script and satisfy you in ways that you've probably never been satisfied, period. That's so arrogant. It's so narcissistic. But is he wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who's to say that that's not the case? And this is, keep in mind, this is back in 2013. The nigga has always had that superiority complex. Not a God complex, but a superiority complex. I'm the greatest that there is. And his actual persona is not nearly as narcissistic as the character he portrays in his music, but there is some level to it that makes you kind of curious, which is where your interest in him comes from, which is where the spark comes from that, huh, I wonder, you know what I mean? Like it gets you thinking about it. And, and I'm not going to sit here in front, like I'm not sexually attracted to this man, but as far as me, like wanting to pursue in a sexual way, I, I couldn't see myself doing it personally. But I know plenty of women who would. I know plenty of women who would not hesitate, even if it's just for the one night, because he guarantees you at least one night. And it's always been like that from the beginning. Like, it's always just one night with this guy. So if you can get past that, then I think you'll be in the clear. But for those who may not have known, that arrogance has always existed in him. It's just he brings it out at different times and in different levels. This is such a wonderful album. It's such a wonderful album. And he made an announcement that he is considering adding to the lineup of the After Hours tour songs from Kissland. Because like I said, the concert was canceled in 2020, but it was rescheduled to be back on 
2021. So hopefully that still goes as planned. And I still have my ticket and I still want to go. And if this nigga decides to add songs from Kisslin to this roster, that will be the greatest. Because nobody has heard Kisslin songs live since 2013. That's when the album dropped. He went on tour and... He has not played Kissland songs at any other show, concert, festival since then because he didn't think that people liked it. But because of the buzz that it's been getting and all of the attention that it's been getting from the fans, he's considering putting that in the lineup of the new of the new tour. And that is fucking amazing. <laughs> like that is the most beautiful shit I've ever heard in my life. Like to hear adaptation live or to hear pretty live or to hear you know, professional, even Love in the Sky, even Live For with Drake, like any of that, like any song from this album would be, it would be a rarity because we don't hear it. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. So to think that you could actually hear these beautiful, wonderful, magnificent songs performed live is just unimaginable. So that's something to look forward to in the year 2021 and there's no guarantees on anything. There's no telling what the future holds. You know what I mean? Not to get too in, in spiritual with it, but I mean, you just got to be prepared for anything. And right now I'm prepared to, 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 to embrace that with, with open arms. I'm, I'm hoping for it. Like that would be the greatest thing ever. But in a very rough nutshell of me just talking and ranting and raving about those few select songs from this album, I highly, highly recommend going back and listening to it in fruition because it is a beautiful album. It is completely underrated. And just because it does not pass the industry standards test does not mean that it is not a worthy piece of art that should be appreciated. Because that's exactly what it is. He put so much work and energy. He even made a little mini movie about this. You can YouTube it. It's, 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 and it's just him wandering through the streets, going to different restaurants and talking to all of these people, meeting some of his fans in the set, in the studios, recording some of his recording sessions. You get to hear raw vocals of some of the songs. He even got clips from some of the shows that he did. So he put so much into it and it's gone unappreciated for years and now it's finally in the recognition that it deserves and people are starting to appreciate it. And that's great. So if you haven't heard the album, listen to it. If you want to break, if you want to just listen to those three songs that I analyzed, professional adaptation or pretty, you can do that too. There are still other phenomenal songs. Kissland, the song is great. If you like Drake, you'll like live for, you know, um, and there's also a bonus track called Wonderlust. Um, it wasn't on the list of the original soundtrack, but there is a track on there. And then there's a remix to that with Pharrell Williams, if, if that's what you're into. Um, and and Wanderlust is very much a Starboy-styled song. So if you, again, if you like Starboy, you will love Kissland. But that was my brief little breakdown analysis of the album. I appreciate you guys for sticking around and listening to me rant and rave and 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 fangirl about the shit, but I like I said, I picked the songs and the albums and the artists that I am very much passionate about. And I feel like if these things got more attention, then I wouldn't be the only one talking like this about them. I feel like these things need to be appreciated 
while they're here, while they exist, because it's it's something that you can't really take for granted like that. So if you can appreciate it now, you'll respect it later in the long run. And you might even come back to it and be like, wow, that was really, really something amazing that I heard. And now you got a new favorite thing. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate the love and support. And until next time, I will speak with you later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr.